Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Lunar Crush Live. We're excited today. We've got Eternity. Looks like Nick is backstage, ready to go. Um, but before we get into that, um, always our disclaimer here, you know, we do not take payments for our live stream. We bring on fun, cool, exciting people that have dedicated their careers and lives to crypto. Sounds like Nick is one of those guys. And um, we've got some we've got some fun ones coming up. So hit that subscribe button. Make sure you're following along. Um, and we also have a new face on here today, Ian, out of NFT over here at Lunar Crush. How you doing, bud? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Excited yeah, to be here. Sure. You've been on some of this stuff before, but we haven't. I don't yeah. know if we've had you on like the specific Lunar Crush Live, but excited to have you a part of it. And John, did you get on that surfboard this morning? Not this morning. Uh, I unfortunately didn't have time today because I had meetings. I was on Zoom instead. Uh, but <laughs> I'm excited that Ian's here too. Awesome. Welcome. Cool. Well, Thank we will, uh, with that, without further ado, Nick, what's up, my man? Hello, guys. What's up? How are you? Doing good, man. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank we you. always like to start with who are you and where are you in the world right now? Hi, I'm Nick Rose. There's just the CEO of Eternity and Eternal Labs. And currently, I'm in Greece. I'm visiting my family. A little quick uh, trip here and everything is good. So Athens, Greece. Awesome. Awesome. What's the weather like over there? It's kind of bad, actually, today. You know, I came and I expected to, to see some sun, but today is kind of rainy, so not ideal. It's, cra it's crazy to think about, you know, we've had over 100 live streams now. And, you know, probably I would say, you know, at least 50 to 70 countries were represented on that. Maybe more if we had a little bit more people. But, like, I, I always think about coming into this industry or like anyone kind of coming up into this industry and thinking about working internationally and working with people from different cultures, different backgrounds. And it's, you know, when you join the the industry in crypto, you know, you just kind of like back into that, you know, and you don't realize that like, oh my gosh, instantly you're learning all these cultures and business. I mean, are you, do you guys have, like, I heard you guys a little bit before as I popped on as I, my camera was broken, but you were talking about offices and remote, I think a little bit. How like where's your team at and like what's it yeah. been like working internationally and how do you work with other projects? Yeah, that, that, that's 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 great. Um, we had this conversation earlier. We were saying that you know Eternity officially launched through through the whole COVID pandemic, so we had no choice but but launch through Zoom, right? So the Zoom culture took over right right before the company even goes live. Um, we, we started three people on working on the idea back in 2017, and we completed the official launch in 2020. So yeah, our, 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 our my CTO Econ founder is um, based in San Francisco, which is ideal because we can work in normal hours since I live in LA full time. Um, but the rest of the team is all over the world, from Argentina to Hong Kong to Romania, Greece, uh, Turkey, England. Uh, where else? Uh, in the States, in multiple states from from New York. Uh, the majority of the team, I would say, though, is in Florida, Miami. You know, um, everybody's been moving there. Um, it's becoming like a little crypto centric uh, metropolis. So the mayor is very friendly to 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 crypto and blockchain um, individuals and companies. So the core team actually is in, is in is in Miami, Florida. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's like anyone that picks up and moves right now it's like if you're not moving to miami and you're in crypto it's almost a little suspect it's like are you how diehard are you 
I lived in Miami for five years. It's too hot for me. <laughs> it is hot. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was actually going to consensus uh, tomorrow, actually. And I mean, I've been in Austin when it was like 98, 99 and humid. It's supposed to be 105 degrees and humid every day. I'm like, what's even like, what are we all just going to go sit in the hotel room in the AC? Like you're going to walk for four minutes and need to change your shirt. Exactly. It's too hot, too hot. And Miami's like that, like almost not, I wouldn't say all year round, but it is, it is too hot. I would agree with that. You, you uh, guys said something really interesting, actually. Like, you know, they're moving to Miami because the the mayor, the politicians are are very friendly to crypto. Think about yep. what, how big of a deal that is versus trying to just clamp yep. down and say you can't do certain things. It's pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah, I've I've met Mayor Suarez. I, he came actually in LA and I had a meeting with him and a few other people. Um, he's so so smart and. I really hope one day he runs for president because that's going to be great for the whole Web3 space. Uh, and he potentially will. Who knows? But he's a smart, smart individual um, that really understands the space. And it was very surprising for me. So I, it, it's such a great thing to have politicians backing a new technology that's been blasted all over the world for many, many reasons. Um, and you have this great guy and, and it's, it's good for everybody. Yeah, he's very likable, which which helps you get elected here in the U.S. for sure. Um, <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your your career, your journey into crypto. You know, you don't need yeah. to go all the way back to like the moment I found Bitcoin, like we always do. But like just a little bit about like why crypto is important to you. Yeah, I, I won't say the whole story. It's an interesting story. There's a little documentary that um, I don't know if you guys know the Metaverse page on Instagram. They're doing a little documentary on, on our company. So all that stuff in there how i got into bitcoin but i've been in crypto for about 10 years um completely out of nowhere i got really interested on the blockchain technology because i loved the idea of decentralization i love the idea of peer-to-peer -peer transactions um i love the idea of building on the internet um building on, on on top of the internet and and when ethereum actually came out is when i took crypto very very serious uh, because it gave enabled founders and creators and developers to actually build on a blockchain without having to write a new blockchain, right? Um, that's how I really got excited with it. And when NFTs came out in 2017-18, that was what changed the game for me. And I decided to be a founder and start my own company. I did multiple things before. I invested in companies, um, uh, equity tokens before 2017. But when I saw NFTs and how you can represent ownership with 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 a token uh, that's when it changed the game for me and and, and the line of thought um and and, and got into uh, i know what i want to do i want to start my own company that's going to do co digital collectibles digital art digital video games one day that people can own their own assets and that, and that's how eternal lab started and and so you said you know you were investing you saw tokens you saw coins you saw ethereum but not until NFTs where you're like, I'm jumping in like head first. Like what was the, I mean, you could, you could argue a little bit that like, you know, there was going to be ownership and stuff with Ethereum, but what was it specifically about NFTs that we were like, this is it. If you think about it, we spend more time on our phones than we actually spend talking to other people. Right. The, the difference with NFTs and, and non-fungible tokens and block, the blockchain technologies, if you want to own a digital asset on your phone and image and artwork, a, a weapon, on a Blizzard game, on an Epic Games game, you don't really own it. The company does, right? So if the company goes bankrupt tomorrow, your item that you paid money for is gone. So it's not really yours. 
blockchain enables you to actually own the item. And, and, and when interoperability becomes a thing later with metaverses actually being able to connect, if you own a token on the Exorians universe that we're building, and one day the Exorians, Exorians universe might not work, you can jump on Sandbox or you can jump on the central land or you can jump to a different metaverse of your choice and you'll be you'll you'll still be able to use the weapons you bought from us and you'll you'll potentially still be able to use uh, the the characters you bought from us so the um, interconnection of different metaverses and the blockchain ownership and and that's on and that's just for gaming right for art you don't have to buy art on OpenSea you can buy art on OpenSea and and but you still have it on your wallet and you can go sell it on eternity or you can go sell it on um looks rare so this full-on ownership of your own assets is what's exciting to me i like you called it the exonogous verse is that what you said exorian's universe oh exonogous yeah. which is also means like the external verse i was like Meta we need to rebrand metaverse to exonogous way cooler it's exorians it's it means the exiled in in greek Okay, I like maybe I can see maybe there's a root there of that word. It's super cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so tell us, you know, what what is Eternity? Yeah, yeah, sure. So Eternity was our first product. Um, like I said, Thermal Labs is a parent company. Yeah, and, yeah. We, we, we raised those. twenty million dollars. We did the seed round. Um, raised twenty million, so we can we will we will we'll be able to to put out there more offerings and more products of our liking and what we believe we, we can do best. The first product was Eternity, Eternity.io. Eternity is focusing into authenticated NFTs um, and helping brands and individuals um, to create collectibles and art into the blockchain, right? We've, we were only focusing into really high-end individuals and, and brands. Um, you know, we were the first ones that we launched Sakil O'Neill on and his collectibles uh, with Justin Muller. We worked with the Bruce Lee estate and Ralph Grassetti and, and launched collectibles for Bruce Lee. Sold out. It was it was great. Lionel Messi, the biggest soccer star in the world. Um, we brought him into the blockchain as well. 350 million followers all over his social. So I felt we brought a lot of attention into the blockchain by doing those things. And it doesn't end there. Tony Hawk and, you know, by going to our website, you can see we've done over 40 drops with uh, big brands and individuals. And you know we're pretty very very happy with how Eternity did uh, its the its first year of of um, operations, and and yeah that was our first product. Um, we have a lot of things happening and, and and coming there in the future. Awesome, and I'll I'll do one more here before like you know I let the I'll just shut up and let the guys keep going. But like, just I want to understand a little bit like you said Lionel Messi or like Tony Hawk and like the, you know there's been a couple of drops, but like. In the last like 12 months or a little bit before even it was like insanely competitive for yeah. like the kind of like celebrity drop type thing and it's yeah. like how did you guys like were you in like a pitch to compete to like be like hey messy like we're gonna launch this or whatnot or was it partnerships or friendships or other things like how did you yeah. see kind yeah. of that landscape unfold not really we never approached them as, as celebrity drops we always approach them hey leo you want to build your own product and community like you have the messy store that sells clothes forever you should build your own brand into digital assets so our approach was never oh let's do a drop and make some quick money that was never our approach and yeah, that's why, why you want, we, that's probably why you did it with you yeah that was that was that's why we were able to get all these big names and we're still getting them and now we're actually going to be focusing a lot into brands right i don't want to i can't reveal any names yet but like adidas like adidas did a great drop and keeps adding utility to its hold their holders and that's what we're focusing on. And and obviously, after our race, 
the Exorians universe is coming, which is our own brand, but there's going to still be partnerships. So imagine you purchased a Lionel Messi NFT from us that, that's actually a digital jersey. When our game is ready, you'll be able to take that jersey that you purchased as a collectible and wear it on the game. And it's fully yours, right? And we're working very, very hard. And we have already announced partnerships with Sandbox and Decentraland. So one day, you will, you'll be able to use the same wearables and, and items on their metaverses. So we enable and we want our community to, to, to try other things as well. Because that's the only way the items you're actually creating will have the most value. If, if it's like different video games, right? Nobody plays Call of Duty all the time. There's other people who play um, Roblox or there's other people who play Minecraft. There is deep, but the same people might like soccer, right? So why not give an opportunity or, 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 the, or, or the option to those people who like Lionel Messi to be able to wear his jersey in any games or any metaverses, right? Um, so yeah, that's, that's the philosophy behind of how we do things on Eternity. Yeah, composability. All right, so I might I might ask something here that'll take up the entire hour, but um, sure, let's we'll, go. We'll, we'll we'll see. So so Nick, so far you've said at least five or six times you keep talking about like interoperability, metaverse interoperability, and and it's interesting. It's like a lot of times the future is not clear, the future is really yeah. ambiguous, and we just don't know. It feels like we naturally, no matter how which way we look at it, we're falling into this interoperability discussion of like things will just work together, and. So there's kind of like that vision and it seems really clear. And we keep, we hear this a lot from like everyone we talk to, but here we are today, right? We've got different NFT marketplaces, which in, in a strange way, considering how, you know, there's so many comments about being decentralized and ownership and all that. In a strange way, a lot of these, like these uh, marketplaces are, are like walled gardens still in a strange way. And so like, and then there's these different chains that have like, you know, like certain, certain marketplaces only work with certain chains and it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a mess. It's a mess because this is all hot sure. and it's running. And, and so like, how do we go from there? I guess, how do you see things evolving from where we are today into this interoperability, interoperable sure. future, I should say, how do you sure. see that? Well, the best answer on your question is it takes time. This is a brand new technology that just came out and it's just been uh, exploding. We don't even have enough devs yet. Nobody does. Whoever tells you they have enough dev, devs, they're lying. Nobody has enough devs to, to do that. But everybody's working. We founders speak to each other. Um, we speak to Sebastian from, 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 from um, Sandbox. Even Facebook emailed us to speak. And I have done multiple calls with them uh, about the meta metaverse they're building. Because I don't know if Facebook will be open to work with, with, with us, because we consider like the crypto people that, that started this. And they're the big giant company that's entering the metaverse now but they're they've been very friendly to at least to at least the calls i had with them uh founders speak to each other and 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 a lot of companies palm nft raised 64 million um a lot of companies have, are very well well funded like as us palm OpenSea, um and and we speak to each other i mean i don't know if they speak to each other but i i would assume they do uh but it takes time it takes time to build People in crypto, and because I've been around for so long, and, and this is like, I don't know how to say this word without offending anybody in the space. Um, this when thing without the H, you know, when everybody says when this, when that, uh, that's the like cancer in the space right now. Everybody wants everything today. And it's go not going yep. to happen today. It's going to take us years. This is a 10-year project for us, but it's a brand new technology that's super unstable, super unstable in terms of value. Look what's happening in the market today. Uh, look what's happening. And that's the fifth time I see that. That's my fifth cycle, right? 
But to me, it's pretty normal. Like, as far you have a plan, as far you have enough money to execute, and as have as as as, as if you have enough people to do it, eventually it will happen. Just people have to be patient. That it's it's actually pretty simple. Tell Facebook on your next call to stop hoarding all the devs. Say that again. Say tell Facebook to stop hoarding all the devs. Yeah, over there. they are actually. They actually are. And oh yeah, no, the competition over there between Amazon and Mike, like Microsoft and everyone, yeah. they just overpay people just so they don't yeah. go work with the other company. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you know. And then in crypto, everyone's almost too entrepreneurial. Yeah, you know, the it's good like thing, go build with someone else. The good thing about crypto, though, I will I'll give the community that is there is some ethics that I like. Not everybody has them. Uh, the ethics of decentralization. So a lot of people maybe doesn't want to work there. I don't know. I don't have anything against them. Was I happy with the data leaks and all that? No. Uh, am I happy that they will operate in a centralized uh, world? They say they want. So let's see what they do. Uh, but I don't think it will be good for this technology and the, the community to have Facebook take over the whole thing. You don't want that. You oh, want yeah. multiple companies. Because like I said before, it's going to be funny if there's multiple worlds, worlds and multiple graphics, the, the, the Roblox graphics, the Sandbox graphics, the, the high-end graphics, the, 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 the pixelized graphics. People, different people like different things. So let people do whatever they want and, and give them the chance and the option to, to, to own their items everywhere. Something that's never been done before. That's what's the, the ethics behind decentralization. And that's, and I'm a believer, guys. And, and, and I think that's the difference between this world and, and, and the centralized world. And, and as far as like, you know, I guess, tactically speaking too, like, how do you see this unfolding? Is there like certain standards that will, will be accepted by these, these, these sort of entities working together? Is there like, does it start with like a, a PFP? Does it start with a, you know, a, a legless creature that's yeah. running through a metaverse? Like, how does this actually evolve? Well, every company has its own strategy. I can tell you a little bit of what we're doing with the Exorians. Um, the Exorians universe that we're building is a whole universe that has its own stories. That includes comics. It includes playable characters. We don't like naming them PFPs because their primary use is not to use them as a profile picture. If you want to do that, sure. But our the primary primary use is to be playable characters within our our universe, right? Um, around uh, mid July, I think we're going to go live. Um, like I said, I've been uh, this week off, so I if there's any changes that I don't know, uh, but it's mid July so far. Um, the PFP model. It's, it was the easier to use right now because, as you know, crypto Twitter, that's where everybody is all the time. So it was like a pretty easy thing to do. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be working like that. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not entirely sure how, what's the, right, what's the right way to do it. But how we're doing it is our characters will be playable characters within our game. Our game will take about two years. But we will have other use cases till those two years, um, till we till our game is actually ready. So, so like we have this world where there's these kind of avatars that people are buying, and then there's I don't even know how many metaverse projects that are are being created right now. There's probably a lot. dozens, and dozens to hundreds. I, I don't yeah. know how many. Uh, yeah, lost track. Ian, Ian, maybe you know the exact number. Um, yeah. but I don't even. But like. But like, so, so everyone's creating these characters for their metaverses. And then at some point, because all these metaverses start talking to each other and there's some interoperable standard, everyone's characters are going to work across everyone else's metaverse. Is that? Maybe not the characters, maybe the wearables or maybe the weapons, right? Because if mm. it's a soccer game, it doesn't make any sense for our weapons to work in the soccer game, right? So 
That'd be pretty cool. You never know. Yeah, it would be cool. <laughs> yeah, you, you're you're going towards the goal and you pull up a sword and kill the goalkeeper. <laughs> it, it's the general idea of freedom and the general idea of, of being able to use your items wherever you want to. It's not going to be everything working together. It's going to be some working together. I mean, to me, that's a pretty cool thing to, to be able to have that option. Sounds sounds really fun. It sounds very I bet, exciting. I bet Liverpool would have liked that over the last couple of weeks to have a sword. That... <laughs> I was so sad they lost. <laughs> Both. Oh, man. Yeah. No one could score on Courtois. Come on. It's not happening. <laughs> so on that note of interoperability and, and building, you guys are on your own layer two. Is that correct? Say that again, Ian. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't hear the word. You guys are built. You have your own layer two built upon Ethereum. No. So we're using, we're using Ethereum now. Uh, we're built on Ethereum. We're using Polygon as well, which is their investors of ours. Great guys. We love working with them. Um, we're building some stuff on Algorand uh, for now. Um, but like I said, we're all looking forward to this Ethereum, Ethereum 2.0 upgrade. Um, it's been a while. Hopefully it happens this August. But, the, you know, Ethereum to me has been the most stable and, and, and reputable blockchain out there. And I mean, I'm, I'm not an Ethereum maxi, but out of facts, Ethereum has been stable and you can trust it. Um, I won't name other blockchains that you can't because, like I said, I, I want to be, I'm always nice <laughs> sometimes. Uh, but um, we, we're just focusing on Ethereum and Polygon for now. Um, but in the long run, who knows? You know, there's new products and there's a lot of smart people in the space that they build their own things and you can't you can't predict the future, right? But you do have your own token, ERM, right? Yeah, we do, which is on Ethereum and Polygon. Got it. And so yeah. it looks like on your site, you guys list everything in USD, but you can also pay in your token. Is there you other, only you can buy things on our token? Yeah. Cool. And then our do you token, have other? Yeah, our token is is the gateway. If you anything you want to do within our website, you have to use the token. Um, stake, farm. We have a bunch of DeFi utilities in there. I love DeFi. Um, I love decentralized finance. That's another huge conversation we can have maybe in another show. <laughs> but we we we're doing a lot of DeFi stuff within the game and and within the eternity the eternity world with collectibles and, and, and NFTs. So I mean, a lot of that's like pretty complex ideas, and and you know, for us that work in the crypto space full time, it seems natural, and we talk about it all the time. But as you guys kind of onboard a lot of you know, athletes and celebrities that maybe aren't super familiar with the space. Like yeah. what kind of resources do you offer and, and how do what's that conversation like and, and the partnerships yeah. of bringing them on? And So we always, so because you don't speak to them direct, you speak to their agents first. And usually a lot of people we do business with have the same agents. Uh, we do, we do have a company that represents us and we, they approach everybody in the start. We did it ourselves and it was a nightmare because it's very hard to explain to every single person and agent how this works and what's the difference and what, is, what are the pros and cons. So how we move now to scale is we hired this pretty big agency that's representing us and, and we have a little textbook of so they know they're actually getting pretty, pretty good at, at explaining. Um, their accent is better than mine for sure. <laughs> so they, they're educating their clients before they bring them to us. So whoever is interested to do that, um, it's, it's kind of flowing right now. So it, it's not that hard. When we first started, it was really, really hard. I, I, we had to explain everything from scratch. And Messi was one of the first ones we did. So, But he was pretty pretty rece receptive. And, and he was really he's really interested into 
what can happen and how you can digitize your identity. Because selling NFTs is one thing. You know, there's so many other things you can do. Digitize, have your own avatar that's actually Leo Messi and hop around everywhere. Hop around different metaverses and different games and potentially your own ID or so, so, so much utility into the NFT space. I'm actually really excited to see what other people will build as well. Because we're, we're, what we're building, I already know. And I, we have specific focus to build this, 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 this crazy play to earn metaverse game uh, with a lot of DeFi utilities that looks, you know, that looks insane in my opinion. I can't wait for, for the world and you guys to see when we're ready. I can show you some stuff on a private call, <laughs> um, but, but it's going to be a lot of fun. You seem like someone that's kind of cheerleading the industry and you're just excited oh, about all the projects outside of even your own. Like what, like what else on that side is exciting to you? Like for example, like we had Star Atlas on here and like, you know, they're building something really cool. I mean, some of like the, you know, I think at the time I was watching like Foundation, you know, which was put together by Apple. And then I saw like the trailer for Star Atlas and I was like, these seem like pretty similar here. And I know Apple yeah. priced like $48 billion on it. And Star Atlas probably was like a couple of guys in a garage. So it's like, wh like what gets you excited outside of what you guys are well, doing? Two things. I really like the Star Atlas guys. I know my team has been speaking to them. I haven't. Uh, mm -hmm. I love what they're doing. I really love what they're doing. There might be a partnership there, I think, at some point. But just wait to see our trailer. When you see our <laughs> Ooh, trailer, wow. I'd, I'd love to get your feedback. I love it. I'd, yeah. love, to see, I'd love to see the news. Because uh, on our trailer, there is some crazy, crazy things happening. Look out for the premiere this. Let's premiere this right now. If you have it handy, let's just. <laughs> I'd love play. to. How many people are watching? Because I can't see it from now. <laughs> I can't see it from here. I'm from my there's phone. There's probably already been a thousand to two thousand people. Yeah. Like, we can schedule it. By the way, we were thinking to premiere it on a Twitter Spaces, uh, but I'm open to do it on you on on, on 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 in here. But I'm telling you, there's some pretty cool stuff on the trailer that's happening. That's pretty epic, epic cinema stuff. Yeah, let us know. Oh, We'd be happy to yeah. help. Sir. Yeah, super cool. I, I'd love to come back. I know Joe sort of touched on it earlier, but like, I mean, look, to work with, you know, we were looking earlier. I mean, you're partnering with Shaq. And, yeah. you know, I mean, like, like at that level, it's not like Shaq just calls you up one day and then you kind of just throw an NFT up there. Like, what what is this process like? Are you working with a, like an agent? Like you're working with some of these agents and those agents are working with their clients. Like how does this unfold from beginning to end? That's, I mean, no one's doing this, honestly, yeah. at that scale well, with that well, many celebrities. It's case by case. And I'll, I'll, and I'm, I'm glad you brought Saka up because he was actually very involved himself. He actually loves the space. And we flew to Vegas all together and we filmed the trailer all together. And he was asking a million questions, which I loved because he was, he's really genuinely interested. And uh, if we have a bunch of uh, BTS from the film. Uh, one day we might release them. He's funny as, as hell. I don't know if I can say that. Uh, but um, he loved it. He loved it. He worked with Justin Muller, great artist. Um, the drop did very, very well. And he's doing more stuff. He's doing multiple stuff, not only with us. He's doing stuff in, with Solana, I think. And he's, he's, he's interested. But, but, but usually we don't want to do business with people that are not interested. Because like I said, I don't want to... The community is very woke in crypto, at least the community. I mean, people can argue that, but I, I do believe that the community is smart and they understand when a celebrity or a brand just want to do a cash grab, right? Uh, so we like working with people that are actually genuinely interested on, on the space and they understand what they're doing. And if they don't, at least they want to learn, they want to understand what is this, right? How is that different from, from selling a T-shirt? 
how is that different from from selling a, a, anything right um so usually like before we hire this agency we will speak to the agents and we will have a creative call with a person themselves and we'll go over the ideas and it's a whole creative process with a, with my staff our creative uh, director or the artist who's going to do the art or the collectibles whatever we do and we'll go over ideas and, and brainstorm and we'll decide and start 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 creating and and when we're happy we we put them out of there to the world so so like are they thinking about this so like let's say Shaq does a I know you have like a card, there's like a like a card with Shaq on it on your site. And yeah. it's cool. It's like super cool. And and so how is Shaq viewing that? Is he viewing that as like the starting point of like making his own game? Is he viewing it as like access to special events? Is he like yeah. how do they how do those celebrities actually yeah. view this? Because you're you're totally right. We've seen other platforms, I'm not gonna mention them. They do a lot of celebrity drops. It's a cash grab, and yeah. the celebrities do nothing after. Yeah. Yeah, they don't even thank them. Yeah, right. right. Want to be to say thank you. Yeah, it's it's man. Listen, we we've done mistakes like that as well. A couple of celebrities didn't say thank you, and I was really really pissed because that's very important to thank the people who are actually buying what you're selling. Uh, it's like you say thank you to the fans when you're 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 playing for a team or or you're a singer after you finish a concert. Like say thank you. These people just gave you millions of dollars. It's simple stuff that that that's kind of having this 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 um how do you say that in english this uh, pushback i don't know i don't know, i can't, can't find the word um when everybody says now all celebrity drops are not great uh, but you know it's going to go away as far as companies understand how to do them and they and obviously some of them don't um yeah special access and and events is a big deal i mean with sakil o'neill we did an actual dinner the guy who won the 101 will have dinner with sack they are in touch. They haven't done it yet because of time restrictions of the buyer, actually. But they have a dinner that will, they'll go and have dinner. And he gave a bunch of tickets for the Sack Fun House. And uh, there's a bunch of other things. Like, personally, myself, I sold an NFT of my, my Golden Retriever for fun. Literally, for fun. Uh, we sold it very cheap, but now it's trading for, like, way more. And the people who bought it actually do a one Zoom call with me a year. And we talk about life. We talk about a bunch of stuff. And not that that's a big deal. Probably for you, it's not. But it's fun for them and and we do one call a year and we have fun and and that's for me i did that as a test to see if people will be interested to that so imagine if somebody was actually important to it imagine he must imagine if lionel messi does does that right Uh, he did a bunch of uh, signed jerseys and and tickets for games he did a lot of things for on for real world access but i like nfts celebrity nfts to be to be kind of like 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 how do you reach to them right you, it's very hard to reach to them one on one. So I'd like the NFTs we do to be able to unlock those those doors, those, those doors, and you get an opportunity to speak to somebody like Zach or or Messi and have a conversation, which is very hard to do in in in, in, in the real world, right? Such yeah, a major point. A perfect perfect partner for that. I mean, he's like, doesn't he own like, you know, the rights to like Marilyn Monroe and like Elvis? Yeah, yeah, we have a partnership like, with ABG, the actually investors of ours. We did we did Marilyn Monroe sold out. Um, Elvis, we didn't. They did it with a different company. It wasn't. We didn't want to do that. Um, but we've done a lot of things with ABG. Who own all the rights? Sachs oh, rights are owned. So that's the parent. What's that? Like authentic ABG, authentic brands group. Yeah, um, right. it's our investors and partners. They own the rights. David Beckham, Sakil O'Neill, the Muhammad yeah. Ali that we did a drop yeah. as well. Uh, they own bunch of bunch of licenses. Do you know Cameo? Do you know the app Cameo? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've met the founder once. Um, yeah. I think I'm not sure. I feel like that's like they're. I don't know if they're into NFTs, but I feel like that would be like a nice match where you guys have like because it, it's it started as like hey they say happy birthday for four hundred dollars, but then it's like I don't know. There's also like you know you can go crazy and say well what what happens when there's like deep fakes like the one sure. got, like the Tom Cruise face on Instagram and it's like. You know, so how do you know that how do you know that it's Shaq saying happy birthday to you? Well, you would know if the NFT unlocked it. Yeah. And, like, and you know plus Shaq's NFT I, or his NFT or whatever. Yeah, plus I feel I don't wanna say anything bad about Kami because the guy is a very sweet guy and I think it's a great business model and what he's done is a fantastic idea. But I feel there's a little bit of not much authenticity when you look at your account and you have thirty five happy birthday requests and you can just do happy birthday, Jim. Happy birthday, John. Happy birthday. You know, it feels like kind of not personal. So I feel when you actually get to Zoom with them in real time and to get to ask them questions or have dinner with them or go to a game like we did with Manny Pacquiao, that the guy went, watched the fight, met him, had the conversation with him. I feel this matches more the blockchain world and the authenticity I, wanna, I want the third to represent instead of just having bunch of celebrities sending happy birthday videos. Um, that's kind of like, yeah. The authentic, authentic, being authentic is very important in my opinion, and and if you can make it work, it's it's a big deal to the community. Now I don't say sometimes we might have to do this too. We might say okay, we got this huge celebrity that doesn't want to have dinner, but he'll send you a video. I don't say we we potentially we might do it, but I would prefer not to. I would prefer more authentic access. So there's real value. So who who you know you mentioned Nick. Uh, you know, like it's about access. It's like talking to these celebrities and like one of the people that came to mind was like Steve Aoki. He came to mind about, he gets it. He he fundamentally he's understands he's what great. this is about. And and like yeah. Gary V fundamentally understands like there's yeah. a whole like world that you're building. I, who who does this well? Who who understands this space really well? Snoop Dogg understands it. Gary V understands it. Um, Steve Aoki understands it. A lot of them do. Uh, there is... I think as the years go, there's going to be a lot of them that will understand it even better and better and better, and they will see the value. Because now they, most of them they just see, see dollar signs. Uh, but, but in the long run, they'll see the, the, the value for sure. Um, and, the, and how much fun it is. Yeah, totally different. They're basically building their own media network one by one if they truly understand it. So super, super exciting. It's a brand new business. Like you were selling all these physical merch. Uh, all these years, now you can sell digital mercies. You're doubling down on yourself, on your own brand, right? And it's going to be more fun and you can engage with your own community. You can have Discord. I don't love Discord, but let's say you can have your, you can be talking to your own community whenever you want to. It's crazy. It's a thing that's never been ha been done before. It's not, you can have AMAs on your own community and you can have a live interaction with your own community, with your own fans. Because Instagram, it's not really a live platform of, you know, people can comment and like. I really love the fact that you can really have live conversations and you can see what's your community talking because they're all your fans, right? And you can have 100,000 people on a channel talking about your career and you and it's, I, it's just, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, so like on that note with, with Discord and, you know, it can get a little overwhelming. How do you guys coach or, or mentor your athletes that come on to start yeah. that conversation with their fans and, and have that like one-on-one -on -one conversation because I mean, I'm sure they're not just like handing out their, 
you know, their cell phone numbers or setting up, you know, FaceTime calls like that. Yeah, no, Sack. I mean, everything goes through the agents, but Sack did come, came on our Discord a few times and spoke to the community. It's actually, it actually did. And a bunch of them ha- um, came and, 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 and we just want to get them to do more. So it's mainly on your Discord. You're not having that. Yeah, like, at the moment it's Discord. Up. I can't wait for a Web3 company to start their own Discord. Discord like. I think there was one that started and OpenSea moved all operations there. And I didn't have time to, to test it, but I can't wait for, for a company to do that. Like, so founders, if you can hear me out there, please start there's, the Discord like Web3. There's a lot. I've seen a lot this, of decks. There's a lot that's trying to be built. I think this downturn probably washed a bunch of them out, but there, I think there'll be yeah. a very epic one coming out of this like bear market. Yeah. That, like we're all going to be like, bam. So I can't wait. Trust me, man. I, made somewhere. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. You, talk, you talked a little bit about authenticity and like, it seems like you're kind of just naturally kind of gating for that yourself, like with probably your team and with probably the people that you work with and interact with and, doing things like the right way. Like we, we talk about like brand a lot here on like with Lunar Crush and part of the insights that we kind of came up with was it's almost like this counterculture or almost this, like it's the word we, we use is subversive, you know, and it's like everyone in the space, you know, like John and I, we used to go to these conferences back in the day, kind of like, you know, 2016, 2017. And it was always like, we talked about what's the thread that's like holding these people together. And at that time it would be like, crypto cowboy, you know, person with a suit on from like software salesperson, like all these kind of crazy people that were like, you would say like, these people would never be at a party together, but they're at this one, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, it, but it's like the, the industry kind of like choose people up and spits them out if they don't have this like thread. So it's like, I don't know, maybe you could talk a little bit about like, when you look for authenticity, you look for doing things the right way. Like what are those characteristics and how do you define them like in our industry? But do you mean authenticity in people? Yeah, or just like authenticity, but like applied, like overlaid on like our industry and like Web3 and like what is like the, you know, what makes someone, you know, when they jump in the industry or they interview or something, you're like, they've got it. Like they've got that thing. Like, what is that? Like, how do you describe that thing? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't think there's there's a set term for that. I think I like that there is multiple people. I like what you said, that when you go to this conference, you see a, a guy with a suit and a guy full of tattoos like myself and mm-hmm. um, talking about the same things. And, 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 and I actually, I've spoken to <laughs> like Eric Smith is, is, and his company is one of our investors. And, and we've spoken about blockchain, who's the ex of Google, um, Thomas Wu, who built Arcane and League of Legends. We've, I've spoken to a lot of type of many types of people about blockchain and crypto that they don't look anything like me and us and 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 I love that. I love that this new technology is bringing all these people together. And I don't think there's a set term um, to define. Like as far as you're authentic and you're you are yourself in any business. Like I've had meetings with with all suited up guys and it just went like that. And everybody was just listening because none of them really understood blockchain. And and I like that. I'm not going to wear a suit because I have to. And and my our whole team. You know, we started with three people, and now we're like about a hundred. We do camera zooms. Everybody can wear whatever they want. So I like them to be themselves. Because if you're them, I don't. I never believed in the office culture. Meaning, oh, you have to dress a certain way. You have to dress however you want, in my opinion, to be creative and be yourself. So that's the best way you can you can produce and you you can be the best version of yourself in business and life. Uh, so yeah, I think being authentic is be yourself. There is people who doesn't even wear suits and build billion dollar companies. Totally. So it doesn't really matter to me. There's not a set term at all of 
of how how you are. So when it, when like an Eric Schmidt comes to you and says, Nick, what the hell is going on over here? Like I know like yeah. all the kids are doing it and like it's growing and like I'm that's all I'm hearing. It's like what what do you how do you explain it to them? Like I'm explaining to you. <laughs> exactly the same way. And if they don't understand something and they I mean I mean I'm Eric's CEO of the company, Michelle, she's very, very, very smart and she's, she led the investment. Um, she's done her homework and she fully understands blockchain and NFTs. And the same with other people. I mean, we've got Michael Rubin as an investor who's the CEO of Fanatics, multi-billion dollar company. He owns the Philadelphia 76ers as well. I explained it to him like I'm explaining to, in the start, that's how it works. And if people are interested, they keep asking questions. And obviously, when they end up investing a large amounts of money, and it seems they did understand it, right? Um, but yeah, the same way if I ask for when I was 10 years ago, when I was asking how government bonds are working, they explain it to me exactly the same way. So, you know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Just explain it. Uh, for me, it's a little bit harder because of my accent. <laughs> but for everybody else, I would assume it's the same. Very cool. Yeah, I, so like on, on the note of, uh, of finding people in the space that get it, like how do you hire how do you, you know, we were talking earlier about developers. It's hard to find developers. I think it's hard to find strategists. It's hard to find marketers. It's hard to find yeah. designers. It's hard to find the whole thing. And so yeah. this is our challenge as well. We talk about this probably every single day. Um, how, how do you hire? So people who've built other successful companies before of, of, of wor or worked for other successful, successful companies before, they have they already have a network of, of 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 individuals, talented individuals that have no experience with Web three. But it doesn't matter if you're a good designer, you're a good designer. So we found some key people like that because like my my CTO is ex Facebook, ex Google. So he had a lot of cohort. We have a bunch of ex Google, ex Facebook guys on board. Um, you'll 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 be surprised, but mainly we use our our, our previous networks. The whole team, you know, was. Some came from entertainment, some came from marketing. So we used our networks. But something that really, really, really surprised me is we hired some people out of nowhere. Out of me tweeting, hey, we're hiring, DM me. So I've got about a thousand DMs and the team really interviewed every single person. We have three people that are working for the company right now that, that, are, hi that are Twitter hires. That's why I call them. And I'm so glad we have them. I'm so glad we have them because... They, they just wanted to learn so much and they wanted to be in the space so much that it makes up from your past experience if you haven't worked in a big company before. If you're so motivated to be in this space and work for a company, it makes up for all, for all the rest. So our CMO, James, he worked for companies before, not in a huge company, but he's one of the best guys we have in the company right now. Uh, and all because he wanted to learn and we hired him through Twitter, really. And, and same with a few other people. But... Key people, I do understand that, that, that you need some past experience. And we just brought a CFO on board, a new CFO that's worked for huge companies before because we needed him. Because it's a different skill set when you have a company with 10 people, 100 people, 1,000 people, 2,000. If, if our company ever be becomes a 2,000-people company, I won't be the CEO. I will be the president. I'll just do creative stuff because it's a different animal to run a 100-people company and a 2,000-people company. So... Definitely so, so interesting, man. That's so interesting because a lot of the companies, how many people are like 20 something, 30 on your company? A hundred. Yeah, hundred. Oh, you have a hundred people. Oh, I just was yeah. seeing what was on your site. I didn't know you had that many. Yeah. So, uh, so that's well, interesting that, to scale yeah. that way. Yeah. We don't even have time to add them. 
<laughs> That's a lot of people to add. Yeah. So, so you mentioned like Twitter is a, a great source for you and you know, um, that's again another thing that we say probably twitter all all your recruits are probably like on twitter all of those people are there and and so how do you look at the community around your brand i mean how do you look at social and and how do you engage with that community me personally i mean if you go to my twitter i engage pretty pretty often with the, with the community i mean not the past 10 days because i've been on vacation but usually i'm always on twitter i always respond to people as much as i can when i don't work and I always run votes. I always post me. I, I'm always there. I'm always on on, on Discord and Twitter when I get a moment because it's very important to me uh, what the community thinks and what the community and the community opinion. Obviously, I don't run my strategy based on community ideas, but I'd like to feel the mood and I'd like to feel and see what they think because those are your customers and you got to listen to them. And and there's like I guess there's you know to broaden that out a bit. There's there's Eternity and sort of its own strategy with like you know evolution of your marketplace uh the, you know launch of your metaverse like there's going to be a lot of things on the eternity side and then you have this sort of like the exorians um, it's a brand new brand that has its own team and but but even on top of that you also have the nft drops that are on your platform and there's marketing on those as like sort of campaigns within di yeah. different individuals and so how does how does your team support all of that like how how yeah. do they operate well well for now we have one cmo that runs both projects but we have another six people on the marketing team, right? Some of them do ads, some of them do leads, some of them do strategy, some others do support, um, paid ads. It's too much stuff. Uh, social media, uh, community management. We have about 12, 13 mods on for Telegram, Discord, uh, and all that stuff, right? So it takes a lot of people to, 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 to run a, a Web3 company. It's not very, it's not similar to anything I've seen before. It's, and, and so like roughly... 20%-ish of your 100 people are around marketing and, and community yeah. engagement. Yeah. Wow. And more, really. And we have about 15 developers, 15 developers for both projects. Because that's not the only project. We, we're launching another project that's called iCandy. That's only purely art. No celebrities, no brands. A third website. That's going to be later in the year. Uh, but we don't have enough people to launch it now, right? It's, it's kind of ready. But we need more. And I can't run really three companies myself. So we're looking all the time for good people to 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 help and and run because you need dedicated people to run its projects. Otherwise, it'll it'll won't be perfect. And and I'm really a perfectionist in everything, besides my English. <laughs> so we're definitely looking for more people right now. You've got great English, Nick. Yeah. Can, if Elon if Elon can run three companies, so can you. Uh, well, no, I'm not Elon, and definitely can't. <laughs> no is, man. It is, it is interesting to think about like the. You know, like the CEO or the the founder, like of the future, a little bit. It's like when you look, like you know, if you're you're talking about like bonds earlier, so you obviously understand, like you know, some of the CEOs that ran a lot of the banks and like what that kind of like look and feel was, and like you know, suits and ties, and like very buttoned up on CNBC, like talking about the talking points and everything else. And then it's like very quickly it went to like Elon Musk like smoking weed on like Joe Rogan's podcast and like not giving a fuck, right? A yeah. little bit, a little bit of like. Like I'm running these businesses, like the proof is in the pudding of my work, right? And it's like when he goes to buy something like Twitter, you know, people are like, well, shit, I can't really like bet against this guy. Like I could say maybe I don't think he's like, I think he's an asshole the way that he talks, but like you can't be like, man, that guy really sucks at business. You know, you can't say, yeah, that. Can't say that. So it's like, how do you think about like, like, you know, that you're talking about being on Twitter and like kind of that public 
perception, it's like, you know, would you, when, even when investing in companies, would you look at a company yeah. and be like, man, if that founder isn't very public out there talking about things, like I, I think about this as a CEO all the time, it's like, man, there's a lot more time that's dedicated towards understanding the kind of the heartbeat of the community out there yeah. on Twitter, out there, everywhere else. It's like, it's an interesting way to think about it. I don't, I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't think it matters. And what you see with Elon right now, uh, I know a bunch of other CEOs who are that way. I wouldn't consider myself being a suit guy either. I, I always say things that people think are, are, are not very, like, how do you say that, politically right to say, because that's who I am. And like I said, authenticity to me is more important. If I meet a founder that's authentic, I like that more because I know he's going to tell me things how, things how they are and he won't tell me what I want to hear. Uh, and I don't really care, like smoking weed at Joe Rogan's posters. Who cares? The guy sending people to space and and and, and, and is building satellites for for the world. That's all I care about: execution, the plan, and if somebody's smart and and passionate about the project. Like you said, he's running so many companies himself, which is crazy to me, right? I couldn't do that, and I don't know a lot of people who could, right? Yeah. So those are the things I think you should be looking because I've been an investor first and a founder after. I've been more years an investor than a founder, so. I think the main things you should look is the founder and, and him being authentic and being himself and, and being passionate about the project than um, actually being a guy on a suit telling you corporate BS that you want to hear, right? And I think that's the evolution of our species, guys. I mean, the stereotypes that you have to be dressed a certain way, I don't think that's true anymore. And, and something to add is what I think is going to happen in the next 10 years is we're going to see way more women founders. A lot of women, I think, will start becoming successful founders. Not that we don't have women. There's a lot of women out there, but the majority are men, right? But I feel the evolution. There's so just so many smart women out there that they don't get enough credit. We have about eight in our company, and I wish we had 50. Um, so I feel that's going to be the next step, that you'll see a lot of women um, leading big companies. I agree. I agree with that. We, we just put out a, um, a job rack. Um, for a social position and we had a uh, 116 resumes submitted and it was one girl that submitted out of 116 right? and there, they will go away you know as we evolve as people and as species all these things will just get take its natural their natural natural course and i think everything we see just natural people yeah. doesn't care about suits anymore it, it, there's a mentality there of like and, and like out of the 116 there were literally like 80 complete throwaways right like it's oh, like yeah. i don't know there's this difference of like applying to a position is like if you're a guy you're kind of like hey even if i'm like so underqualified i'm still gonna apply this position the one person's like uh qualifications were have my license and car <laughs> i'm really glad i don't get to interview anyone uh, uh, unless you would i want to i want to talk to them I really <laughs> do. a lot of funny stories but uh and a lot of bs like we've I know my team. I did the call actually because I was so intrigued by meeting this dude. Um, we hire. We we were looking for a for a for a backend dev, and this Asian dude who applied, and he like lied about his whole resume and where he lives. And we found out later that he had a different name. It was a crazy situation. Um, and he told us, "I live in San Francisco." And after we hired him, he told us, "Oh, I'm moving back to Hong Kong." So this crazy. Never lived in San Francisco. <laughs> it was a crazy situation, but there is a lot of. Uh, but you interview a hundred people, you hire one or two. Uh, that's pretty normal. I, I've got an idea. Why don't we just all build a um, a job engine that's literally connect your MetaMask. That's it. No form to fill out. No document to upload. 
just connect your MetaMask. Yeah. You can tell if they're into crypto or not. Done. Yeah. yeah. It's like, have you have you bridged assets? Like, how long have you been a part of it? Like, you know, it, it's it's uh, it should be done. And yeah, just, I agree. Depends. It depends your position. Like, I don't expect my CFO to really know right. anything. I want his projections and runaways. <laughs> right. I really. You don't want him. You don't want him to connect his MetaMask and be like, "Well, this guy just aped into four twenty X coin and got rugged." <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know Amazing. anyone thinking that. Um, yeah. So, uh, we're we're coming up on time here. I want to ask kind of a fun question. Um, you know, because you're you're into the metaverse and we're we're talking about this. Um, would you would you do cryonics or have you already signed up for cryonics and do you know what that is? I don't know anything about it. I'm sorry. So Cryonics is where so like like Ted Williams, like the baseball player, like basically like there's this these people that are they freeze their body. So right when they die, people come in, they freeze their body. Some people just freeze their head, which is weird. It's like, where do you think you're just going to they're going to upload the consciousness? But talking about the metaverse, you get to like be into this metaverse. Like, yeah, would you guys, would you guys do it? Well, I'll, I'll wait for somebody else to do it first. And we'll, oh, I'll people are it. doing it. Oh, it is. It's a big thing. Oh, like send people, it to me. I haven't. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's crazy. I don't it's know crazy. why. If, yeah, I don't know why I haven't seen it. Yeah, but I'm just thinking someone like Ted Williams, the baseball player, does yeah. this. He doesn't know the metaverse exists. Here we are, 30, 40 years later. We're already like starting to build this metaverse. Like he's got a, you know, he's probably going to be pretty stoked here. He could be waking up in like 50 years if he makes it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think they're going to make it. <laughs> Let's see what happens. <laughs> Who knows, man? Life is fun. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. a long way away from it. They're way longer, but I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. But who knows? Awesome. Yeah, no, it's, it's just a fun one. I, I was watching a thing about uploading consciousness and everything else, and I just kept thinking about the metaverse. And, like, we could get to a spot where, you know, the like living in the metaverse might be more fun and more interesting for a lot of people. Like you're saying, like, we're spending so much time, like, on the phone, texting, talking right now. And that's, like, a still a an interaction with just text and on an Instagram where people are spending more time on that than maybe they're spending with other people. Yeah. And that's just like a base level interaction. If you can up the experience there and think about like, you know, watching a Disney movie from 30 years ago to watching a Disney movie. Now we're not very far away. Like that's why I'm excited to see the, your trailer. Cause I'm sure you guys are going to have something pretty epic. It's all about, you're pushing our it. Story, our story is all about uploading consciousness on these avatars and what happens after. So you'll, you'll there be, you go. But it's 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 not real. It's story. <laughs> so it's not real yet. Yeah. So give give it a look. When it's ready, I'll, I'll, I'll I think it should be going out in about two and a half weeks. Um, but but yeah, I think you guys will love it. Can't wait. It's amazing, man. Okay. Any uh, any Great. you guys got any other last ones for for Nick here before we go? I, I like our other fun question of, you know, how do you stay healthy in this, uh, in this crazy space? You know, this I love doesn't this, stop. I love this question because I'm not a phone guy. I spend half my time rock climbing, paragliding, surfing. So when I have time, uh, I'm in nature. I don't really stay. I used to play games for a long time, but not anymore. So for me, if I'm not in nature, I can't really be pro be productive or, or be creative at all. So if you go to my Instagram, all you see is nature and work, right? So I balance the two. Obviously, the first year of eternity, I worked like 90% and 10% I was out in nature. But now I'm like 60-40 because everything is flowing. But I'm trying to take time for myself. When I don't work, 
I'll go on the beach or I'll go rock climb or, or I'll go paraglide or I'll go snowboarding. The winter, I'll, I'll go snowboarding for at least a month, 30 days at least in I have to put on the snow. Uh, but oh. without that, I wouldn't be able to really build anything. I'd be unhappy. And being happy is the foundation of, of building cool shit. Love that answer, man. Keep it up. A, yeah, do you, I asked this last night on Twitter, some people, but do you have any sort of daily ritual for mental health that you that like instantly became a habit over the years, like something that you're like, I'm going to try. Like for me, it was like the like Wim Hof. You know, it was like, I'm going to try this like little just 10 minute video. And it was like one of yeah. like, you know, I tried everything, meditation, everything, nothing yeah. sticks. But that one video just like stuck. Is there anything that like has stuck over the years, like a little tip or trick for mental health that you picked up? So I listened to a lot of Alan Watts. I don't know if you guys know who this guy is. He's a, he's a, he's a British philosopher um, yeah. that I listen before I go to bed and it relaxes me and I get I get a good night of sleep. I always try to sleep well. I listen to a lot of Alan Watts. I try to listen to him at least twice a week. Sometimes I'll do seven days a week. That's one, but I feel a lot of my brain power comes from uh, actual exercise. So I need to get out. I need to go to the mountain. I need to do So my ritual is at least climb once a week or, or at least um, uh, uh, snowboard whenever there's snow once a week or, or paraglide once a week. If I don't do it, that's my, that's my kind of my ritual. I need to get out of, in nature once a week at least. The whole day with no phone, with nothing. So that's, that's helped me to to feel healthy and, and being able to, 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 to be creative. But I don't have a daily ritual, really. Um, it's very hard. I wake up every day, 6.30 a.m. Um, and yeah, I'm trying to eat healthy and, and get to work right away. Yeah, sometimes that's all it is. It's just keep pushing down the, down the road. Well, Nick, man, we, we appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. This is awesome. Um, and John and Ian, as always, gentlemen, thank you guys. This is great. And everyone out there listening, appreciate it. This will be on YouTube, all the podcast channels that we got, Twitch, you name it, uh, shortly. So, Nick, thank, thank you very much. We'll chat with you backstage, my man.